Welcome to the Hustle vs. Flow podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Thomas. And after 15 years hustling in the corporate world, I finally shifted my do more mentality into a have more identity using mindset and manifestation. Join me and my guests as we share the experiences that helped us create empowering careers, discover the potential within, and expand into our best selves in business and beyond. Are you ready to level up? Of course you are, because together we're gonna conquer those fears, work through your limiting beliefs, and use mindset techniques to help you realize your worth. Hustle less, flow more, and manifest your best. This is the Hustle vs. Flow podcast. Settle into what is you and and appreciate it. You know, I'm at a phase in my life where I have never known such an unconditional love. That was actually my amazing guest, Regan Frazier. She was talking all about how she's embracing a different phase of her life and seeing it as an opportunity to show gratitude and have patience with herself as an ambitious mother. I cannot wait for you to hear our entire conversation. So let's jump right into it. Hello, Regan, and welcome to the Hustle vs. Flow podcast. I have my dear friend and colleague, Regan Frazier, today. Say hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. So we have a really awesome episode today. Um, I'll talk a little bit about like Regan's career and then things that we are all kind of dealing with as women in our, I guess, mid-30s now, right, Regan? <laughs> yes, mid-30s. Well, Regan, I'm going to jump right into your bio. Um, so Regan is an ex-corporate gal like myself who transitioned out of the office and into a full-time stay-at-home role with a side hustle. I know a lot of women are doing that, especially now. Um, this particular side hustle has turned into a full-fledged business for you. And now you are just juggling the demands of both. Uh, you say that you're looking forward to the limitless possibilities. I love that. In the years ahead, as the needs of your family are sure to evolve, so will your business. So again, welcome, Regan. I'm so excited for this conversation. We've been talking about it for months now that we wanted to do this. Obviously, coordinating projects and, you know, kid events and let me make sure my kids are out of the house so I can have an adult conversation, mm -hmm. um, all the things that go into being an entrepreneur yes. and a mother. So, Regan, you and I worked together, gosh, almost nine years ago at a bridal company mm -hmm. years and years ago. Um so I, I think that our positions were kind of more like parallel where we would we would occasionally work together, but we certainly weren't in the same department. And so I feel like we're closer now than we were even when we worked together, which I think I, I love. I love developing, you know, meaningful relationships with um, ambitious and creative individuals such as yourself. So, but I mean, I kind of want to go into a little bit like, so our, you know, I guess friendship and how it's developed is definitely multifaceted, right? We, we've had the, the chance to collaborate on a few different projects now, kind of out of the blue, like creepily creeping on each other on, on, <laughs> well, I was doing creep, I don't yeah. know, 
No, I was creeping too. I was creeping too. But like, I saw all the amazing things that you were doing with your photography. And I mean, it's no secret. I've brought this up a lot on the podcast that I love to collaborate. And I especially love to collaborate with, you know, brilliant people who have awesome ideas. But I think you can't quite tell until you just like get in a room and hash it off, hash it out. And we, we're really good at that, right? We're really good at riffing off of each other and, uh, and, you know, brainstorming ideas, kind of masterminding it. And, um, I, I love our relationship because I feel like within that same conversation, we can easily transition to, you know, getting vulnerable on the woes of balancing motherhood and still being an ambitious entrepreneur, or you don't even have to be an entrepreneur, just being ambitious in your career in general, right? Sure. So, yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's easy to, to talk to you and it's, it's fun. And, you know, one of the things I think that motherhood and entrepreneurship uh, one of the struggles it brings to light is that it can feel very isolating. And so when you find someone who you connect with or you feel supercharged around, i.e. you, um, you want to keep working with them. And it is, it's, it's incredible that our paths crossed again and we're able to kind of work together and, and spitball. I think we had, we had coffee a couple of weeks ago. I think we probably could have stayed there eight hours, but um <laughs> You know, conversations like that as, as a, you know, self-employed team of one don't come all too often. You really have to seek out those networking events and even networking events are hard, are, you know, they bring their own kind of weird vibe, but, you know, having a direct conversation with someone is just so valuable. I, I couldn't agree more. And being able to connect with someone that, you know, is on your same vibe. So like there, there's something to be said with, like I've worked with a handful of people that are really talented, but uh, you know, maybe their personality is a little bit like, can I just get a little, you know, I feel like when you, um, when you're an entrepreneur, you have the, um, the ability and opportunity to work with people you choose to work with, which that is not the, that's not the case in, in a, a maybe a corporate world or a more traditional you know, setting where you're working, you, you are kind of like, okay, well, this is who is employed here. And this is who you have to work with. And there's a lot of navigation of, okay, well, now I got to deal with their either ego or their, you know, whatever their lack of enthusiasm. So I think it's, it's exciting when you can pick and choose who you get to work with. And that's when you make like the most magic when it's coming to, you know, professional projects. Sure. And, you know, when you're working for yourself, you're, you're working for yourself. You know, you, you control the message, you control the goal setting, you control it all. And so you have just so much freedom. And so it's connecting with other entrepreneurs and other, you know, businesses that can really springboard your own business. And I think that's, that's one of the most powerful things of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. That you have like this kind of um, club or, you know, of people who, kind of seem to understand that I love that, you know, like the spitballing and, and really catapulting each other's career, which is something I do feel is lacking in the corporate environment as well. It's, it's kind of a, to each his own, like my success depends on me and me only. And, um, 
uh, there's there's more teamwork, I think, even sometimes when you're working alone. So, I mean, to segue a little bit into that, like you couldn't have possibly known all the wonderful things that being an entrepreneur would bring into your life. Like what initially like made you make that switch? Because I know that, you know, after you left the company that we both worked for, you went on to work for uh, a job that I, you know, I thought that you kind of enjoyed and everything. Like what was, um, you know, what was that decision aside from maybe becoming a mom that, that made you decide like, okay, it's time to move on to this next phase of life and this next phase of my career as a, a woman and a professional. Yeah, um, it, it does. It, it's, it's a nice segue. So, you know, I don't feel like my story is terribly unique in that sense. But um, when I left the company we worked for, the reason I left was because I didn't feel like I had any growth. There was no more growth opportunities available for me. Mm-hmm. So I always had this drive to keep doing more, to keep growing, to keep in- getting promoted or get a title change or to make more money. Like I, I just felt that, that drive. Okay. So I'd been there. I was kind of at a stalemate and then I moved on to the next company and love them, still love them, worked really hard for them. Um, but after, you know, I became a mom and I spent the 12 weeks of maternity leave, just oodling over this little being. And then one day somebody said, you know what? Time's up. Now you got to get back into the office. And so I dropped him off at daycare and I walked into an office and they are just the most loving. The culture there was incredible. It was really difficult to leave, but you know, they embraced me, but then I had to get to work and I really struggled with that. I really struggled with this idea that I had to just table the fact that I went through the most incredible life-changing experience that I didn't like, I just dropped this little breathing, this little person off at daycare. And now I'm supposed to go and make my work worth it. And so, um, I, you know, fast forward two months later, became pregnant again with my second baby. And I didn't know they were that close. How they're they're 14, 14 months apart. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, I struggled through those first two months back after my first, and then I became pregnant again. And I was, I was just weighing, you know, and I would talk to the other women in the office, the other mothers, the other fathers in the office. And, you know, I was getting the answers I was getting were, you know, you'll get used to it you'll get used to it. It'll get easier. Or, you know, you just got to pull your big girl panties up and you just, this is just what you, what we do. This is just what we do. And that didn't sit too well with me because I feel like, you know, in, in the corporate world and in, you know, so much of our culture revolves around the working world. And so I just did not ever really settle into the fact that okay, then like, I'm, that is just what it is. I'm, I gave birth to these amazing babies and I'm just going to go spend 40 plus hours a week travel for someone else. And then that be that, you know, someone else care for my kids 
the majority of the week. And it's not to say, you know, that doesn't work for some. And, and, and I think that's great. But um, for me, I just couldn't, I couldn't accept it. So after I found out I was pregnant with my second, I, you know, the wheels started turning, what can I do? How can I um, supplement some income, have a very supportive husband who was like, if that's what you want to do, let's, you know, let's figure out a plan. Let's make it happen. I can't wait for you to hear what Regan's next step was after she made the decision to make a change. Are you finding yourself in a similar situation, feeling like you're stuck or knowing that you're made for something more fulfilling, but just not sure where to start? This is exactly why I wrote my book, The Mind Hustle. It's an intentional journal practice to help you achieve big results without that big time commitment. In only five minutes a day, you will absolutely transform all areas of your life as I guide you through powerful manifestation and mindset techniques that will truly help you manifest your best. Check out all the Mind Hustle products linked in the show notes below. Now, back to Regan's incredible journey. And I have always, you know, dabbled in photography and and I found a lot of enjoyment of it. And so when we were kind of brainstorming ways to just, you know, supplement, Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was something that I considered, but honestly, I was like, I don't think I just don't, you know, self-doubt creeps in. Of course. Um, and so I just, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to pay for my work, you know, like I, I just do it for fun. Maybe I won't enjoy it as much if I'm doing it for other people, you know, all those things. Um, and so then I had Sage, my second, and I, you know, I just felt, and then I was on maternity leave again. And I thought, what would I like? I distinctly remember what would I tell her if she found herself in this crossroads down the road? What would I tell my daughter? Because we pump so much into our kids, into our best friends, into our family. You know, we are so supportive and such great cheerleaders for everyone, but ourselves. And so I thought, I distinctly thought like, what would I want to tell her? And, and what do I want to tell her down the road? Um, And how will I justify working on, you know, working with this company, great company, but how, how will that be worth it? How will I say, yes, what I did, my impact in the office was worth it. And I was kind of, I'm in a, I was in a position where I made a great impact for our company. Um, But to me, it just wasn't going to add up to the sacrifice that I needed, you know, I was being asked to take. So you know, um, a lot of it is, is that motherhood journey. And it, and I think that's kind of leading into our next conversation was this loss of self-identity is that for so long, I wanted to be the one to climb the corporate ladder. I want to be the one who, um, leads the meetings and makes things happen. And then my world just shifted. And so my identity shifted. I'm not that same person. So. And isn't that funny how, like, I, I think that there's something that is triggered in um, a lot of women that go on maternity leave. I remember it with my, uh, my first child, Um, you know, you get about six weeks in and you start getting in a groove and you're like, oh man, I can do this. And you feel more empowered than you thought you would in those first few weeks. You know, the first few weeks, obviously you have no idea what you're doing. And it's almost like, 
I liken it to those first couple of weeks at a new job. You feel out of your comfort zone. You don't feel worthy of the, of the position. Um, and there's this huge learning curve ahead of you, but like any career, once you get, you know, in your groove, you get really great at it. And I had never likened the two and feeling so empowered to be a mother until I realized, okay, now it's time to pass a baton onto a caregiver. This is the reality. If you want to continue being ambitious. And to me, like, I know I kind of looked at, uh, several options. Like I even looked at going to like hair school or something like that, just to, um, in an attempt to almost reinvent myself with this new, like, oh, I can't, I can't stand to be away from this, this child that I've created. And, um, and I did, I I think I just threw myself back into it, into, you know, going back to work and was telling myself a lot of stories and telling my coworkers a lot of stories that I hoped I would believe inside. You know, I, I I have three. And so it, it, each time, you just tell yourself, you tell others, it gets easier. Just like what your coworkers are telling you. Like I've had so many uh, women that I've worked with over the years who are fearful of how they'll feel after. And I was like, no, no, you'll be fine. Once you get back into it, you're just fine. And it's, I think that that's almost, you know, it's almost like that toxic positivity where you just like, you're pushing um, these, these stories or these things upon other people really trying to convince yourself that this was the right move. And I, you know, I, I remember hating the pumping at work and stuff like that, because I'm like, God, this would be so much easier if I just had a kid here and I didn't have to do all this, but I have to be, you know, I have to prove to my children that I am a, an ambitious woman. And that this is, this is something to strive for. I want to be a good example to my son of what it looks like to see his father support. You know what I mean? I was so focused in on, again, that the, the portrayal of myself. And then it took, like, I wasn't capable of making that, that pivot on my own. Like I've talked about before, I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic. And it wasn't until I really like, like there were no jobs to be had that I was forced to be like, okay, I don't feel as um, necessary anymore. Like you, you, we kind of talked a little bit about, um, you know, this loss of Mm -hmm. self-identity at first during quarantine, you know, you're, I mean, I was doing online learning and I, even though it was hard, it, there was this sense of like, oh, like this is my role for this phase of life, or this is, you know, but then when the kids go back to school, you're like, okay, like I really, I think it's hard. And you go through this transition of, as your children get um, more self-reliant, you are kind of like, okay, well, where do I fit in this? Like, I know I'm not done being a mother, but how do we transition from taking all the attention off of me, which I think a lot, a lot of women do, especially with children. How do I take the attention off of me and the guilt I feel for wanting more um, and, and kind of deal with those feelings. And I like, this is a conversation that obviously you and I had Regan and I worked on a photo shoot and we got to work with two beautiful young models. And I think at the end of the shoot, we're like, that was amazing. But, oh my gosh, like, it's almost like you had this like kind of dark cloud over you. Right. And we were both just like, 
what happened to my youth? Where, you know what I mean? Where did it go? Where did I lose the ability to, um, celebrate all the things that I love most about myself? And it's, it's like you, I think you can agree. We both love that ambitious drive in ourselves. Not that we were cutthroat. It's just that we're like, yes, this is so good. I want to, I want to do more of this. I want to create more of this impact. And in your, you hit this transition of age where it's like, oh, da, da, da. like be, be confident, but just know you've got, you got humans to take care of. And, you know, society says that you shouldn't be looking like this. You shouldn't be dressing like that. You're a mother now, but then it's like, how do you, how do you make sense of things like mothers on TikTok or mothers on Instagram that are like, what, how in the hell is she so effortlessly, you know, put together or, you know, showing up so unapologetically when I know damn well, she has two kids. It's just, I think that it's, it's hard to, like you said, to be our own cheerleaders. Like I would celebrate you like, oh my God, you're, you're knocking it out of the park. And you'd be like, oh, I mean, I kind of, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, right. Like, where is that? Where's this fine line between, you know, maybe embarrassing your kids because you want to be this, this big personality that you love so much, maybe in your, your youth or your twenties. And like, how do we balance that with like, what's acceptable? How, um, you know, is it acceptable to hustle, hustle, hustle on our, you know, entrepreneurship ventures, or is it time to be like, oh, shoot, I spent four hours on trying to figure out reels when I should have been playing, you know, on the floor with my children or putting together a puzzle. And I think that it's like, there are so many opportunities to fail for women. I mean, right. Yeah. And I think we, we do that a lot to ourselves. Um, you know, we put this image in our mind of this perfect mom or the perfect Mm -hmm. business owner or the perfect business or the perfect, you know, family or the perfect house. And all of that is very much on display on social media. Yes. You can find everything on social media. And I think there, there's a little bit of a movement where there's some realness being shown. Um, but you know, the beautiful houses, the, the beautiful lunches for your kid, your kid's school lunch, the The organization, like the the date nights that, you know, um, the or yes, the organization, the all you can find it all. And -hmm. you're going to find it really beautifully done and really, it's it's seemingly easy Mm -hmm. on social media. And that's, I think that's why I I have a love hate relationship with social media, but I think that um, really just kind of realizing, you know what, and accepting. And I think it's accepting getting older and not to say that you have to now like turn in your fashion card or no longer, you know, do wear this or do that or whatever. But just accepting that, you know, who I was in my twenties is not who I am now. And I loved my twenty. I, you know, I had fun. I had, um, you know, college roommates that we, we had a blast. We had a social life. We all, all that is well and good, but now I'm in a phase where I am creating a legacy, you know, and that sounds really, uh, no, I don't, 
I know what you mean to say. Like, it sounds like not cringy, but I just, it that sounds like unattainable. Right. But, yeah, but that's yeah. what, I'm, but honestly, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build a business to where my kids, when they're older, they're like, wow, my mom worked her butt off mm-hmm. and she took care of us. Wow. Like, you know, and, um, it's, it's really just, you know, I think we talked about, you know, just being settle in, settle into where you are and settle into, you know what? I loved that time in my life. And, um, yes, that was very fun. And I'm, and I love that those girls are at that age and they can have that fun. And I'm glad that those women feel self-confident to dance on TikTok or whatever, but that's not me. And really just kind of like settle into what is you and, and appreciate it. You know, I'm at a phase in my life where I have never known such an unconditional love than the love of my kids. I've had victories in my business. I have solid relationships. I have solid friendships, you know, and I have, you know, I just have so much to be grateful for at almost 35, Mm -hmm. not yet, but almost 35. Um, you know, (laughs) and I think that extra year, right. (laughs) I'm just a few months away, but, uh, you know, and I, and I think, you really have to, and I've been trying to be, I'm not perfect, but, and I love scrolling TikTok. I love brainlessly scrolling TikTok, but you have to be aware of the content you're consuming and you have to, um, realize that everything out there I mean, we, we've spoke about this before is like, if you're following a lot of brands or a lot of influencers or, um, businesses, they're feeding you message to work their business, you know? And so absolutely, um, you could, you could, you fall in love with a, a fashion influencer. You could spend your hard earned money every week on whatever, you know, he or she posts. And it's really looking at, these accounts and saying, does this help evolve me? Is Mm. this help educating me? Or is this entertainment? Because entertainment's fine too. We go to social media for entertainment. um, Really looking at the accounts. And then if they're not serving you, unfollow, unfollow. Mm -hmm. You know, am I not vibing with this? Is it too much? Is it overwhelming? Then unfollow. But, um, you know, it's, it's a love hate relationship because my personal pages, I'm like, crickets. I'm quiet. I'm very quiet. I'll post every now and then. Um, but if you're a small business, you have to go where your market is and your market is on social media. And so, you know, you have to decide what message am I going to run with and how is it reflected in my brand? Am I going to be on TikTok? Am I going to be doing reels? Um, you know, and just evaluating the messages you're putting out and make sure they're just a good reflection of, of who you are. And also knowing that, um, those who are portraying a certain lifestyle, that is, that is their business. This is what, like, this is their day to day and acknowledging that, um, most are not balancing a corporate career or, you know, a a full-time career plus staying home with their kids. I mean, it could be, but I don't think it has the same look or feel. And I actually like, I've been writing down notes because I I love all these little one-liners you're presenting, but like you had mentioned that, you know, the ability to live 
in the present moment and like that self-confidence to like, to, to be present in where you are, um, how, like how you got there, but just like really kind of sinking down in. So how do you make sense of, you know, what we've talked about these seasons of life? So, you know, you're a very ambitious woman. What happens when all of a sudden you are, unmotivated and just not like you're going through one of those, those lows. I mean, I I've talked about this a little bit in, uh, you know, season one episode about like this, this like universal law of like, everything has to kind of ebb and flow. It can't be like flow, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Right. Or, you know what I mean? It, it, there has to be a little bit of like downtime to appreciate those, you know, you know, the fast times and the slow times. And, um, I, I think that's one thing that, you know, you and I've become really sensitive to in our friendship is like making sure that your slow times are just you taking time for yourself to be present and not becoming overwhelmed and feeling isolated. And like, you have no one to turn to and like, this is just hard. Why is this so hard for only me and seemingly so easy for other people who seem to be showing up effortlessly every single day without stopping, without taking a break. Right. And I think that's a, you know, what, how do we accept those seasons of life? How do we accept that there is a time to slow down and allow things to just be right. You know, um, I'm not very good at it, to be honest with you. I'm not. And I, um, I think that's, I think like kind of rounding out the conversation, if you are a working corporate working mom, And there's huge struggles. If you, if you decide to transition home and run your own business, there's huge struggles. And I, and I don't think any, any path is, you know, greener than the other or easier than the other. But I had a revelation a couple of months ago because my son turned five in January. And my goal, when I started this, when I transitioned home was you know what, five years, by the time he starts kindergarten, I'm going to be, this, this is going to be flying this business. I'm going to have all the kinks worked out. I'm going to, um, provide an, an amazing, all encompassing experience for my clients. I'm going to raise my pricing. I'm going to, you know, all check, check, check. I'm going to do all these things by the time he's in kindergarten. Goals, 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 right? Right. Because that's what you, that's what you have to do as a business owner. And you have to set goals. You have to give yourself a timeline. And for me, it was almost like a challenge to Mm -hmm. be able to say, um, yes, I stayed home now he's in school, but now look at my business, you know, now look at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been kind of, you know, nurturing this business along as much as I can, you know, and what ended up happening at January is I kind of met, um, and a breaking point, a breakthrough, I, (laughs) um, where I was trying to fit in work in like these five minute pockets of time, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, five minutes here, you know, okay, they're, they seem to be good. I'm going to open my laptop and then all hell breaks loose. So, Mm -hmm. um, I had just become overwhelmed with juggling it all. It coincided with about the time that he turned five and, and the realization that kindergarten was coming Mm. and is coming. And, And at this point, I either needed to do X, Y, and Z to get, 
yep. to achieve, achieve that goal. Or I need to say, you know what? I have to reframe. I have to, I have to reevaluate. Let me look at this. Yes, that was my goal. Yes, that is still my goal, but relieve myself of the pressure of that timeline. Um, you know, who's to say it can't happen the following year. Who's to can't, who's to say it can't happen six months later, you know? Um, so just kind of like giving yourself time to process these emotions, these feelings, these thoughts, because that's one of the freedoms of being your own business is, is that you can make those pivots. You can turn those corners. You can, um, reevaluate and say, you know what? I am going to do that. That is where this business is going to be. But right now I need to be mom. And, you know, and of course the pandemic like amplified everything. And, you know, we became teachers, we became everything Mm -hmm. and still trying to run the business. And, and so it was kind of a moment where I'm like, you know what, I need to accept that this is, and, and, you know, it's kind of like, duh. I mean, that was the whole point in me transitioning home was so that I can have this time with my kids. So am I really going to spend the next really just digging into my business while, you know, to achieve that timeline and basically kiss these last six months goodbye, you know, with my, with my kids. And, and it's all, you know, it's all relative. Like would that, really ruin anything with that, you know, no, but it was what it was doing. It was creating this storm in my brain where I'm like, I constantly have to be working or I constantly have to be momming. And I wasn't able to line them both up. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I, I think that's the misconception that you, you have to be doing it all and doing it all well, when that is, um, it's unrealistic. And I think what's more realistic is, you know, coming back to that, just being present and knowing that, things sometimes need reframed. Sometimes things need shifted. Sometimes it's, you know, and not to say that you, you won't experience that same, um, you know, success in your business, but when you are holding so tightly to your own expectations, it's it's impossible. It is like, it's like chasing a guy that you don't, you know, that maybe doesn't like you. It's just like, you're so desperate to, you know, be this perfect ideal of, you know, a mother or, you know, really soaking up these six months, but wait, I promised myself this. And I, if I'm, if I'm not holding my promises, then there's no integrity. And I just, I think that it's okay to give yourself permission to kind of shift um, your, your expectations and everything. And I do, uh, you know, I I don't want to go too much further because clearly we could talk all day on this, but I do want to kind of, what are, you know, you talked a little bit about working through these feelings. What are some of the practices that you use? I mean, I've talked a little bit about like meditation and sometimes like that, but I think that that is uh, sometimes a fantasy or like a, uh, a pinnacle of what uh, people hope to achieve to maintain or achieve their peace. And um, I'm always really fascinated by how women, especially other mothers, um, who are in business and are, are motivated and, um, otherwise very high vibe, because I think there's a difference between how somebody copes when they're not so high vibe and how somebody copes when like, okay, I want to work through and release this so that I can grow from it. So you can, can you talk briefly about like, what are some of your day-to-day practices or maybe when you're experiencing these 
you know, cloudy uh, phases in your life? Right. Well, um, I think really it's come, it comes down to knowing yourself and, Mm -hmm. and knowing, and that's kind of, I guess that's just the whole, the whole conversation, but (laughs) knowing yourself and knowing, you know what, I can't sustain this. And your, you know, a couple of past episodes that you had where it was like, we hustle, hustle, hustle. Now it's time to flow. You have to recognize that. And I think that, um, just giving yourself time. And I don't have any daily practices because every morning is an, is, it's not something, yes, it's not like I want to, I I, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I truly, I want to be on a routine. I want to have my kids on a routine and it's something just is not achievable for us. Um, but I will say that when you have pockets of time to yourself to really evaluate and to think of, you know what, that expectation, the expectation that I was holding so tightly onto who put that there? Mm. I, I did. I'm the one that put that expectation there. So the cool thing about that is that I'm the one who can remove that expectation. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who can say, you know what? You are doing awesome, but let's just push that back. Yeah. You know, it would, yes. it would be as though we, we went to our boss and we sat down and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to meet this, this timeline yeah. anymore. We're scared, right? We're nervous. We feel like we failed. And there is like, not going to lie, there's a little sense of that, but at the same time, I'm the boss. So I get to say, you know what? We're good here. We're good. We're good. And we know, we know where you've been spending your time. I see you. I see what you're doing. It's not that you've been, you know, socializing too much in the office or you've missed such and such days. It's like, no, you've been working your butt off. It's just, just so happens that it hasn't been with your business. Like you are just pumping yourself into these kids and that's the whole point. So really, I think the the best practice is just to give yourself time mm-hmm. to really settle in, mm-hmm. know yourself. Yep. And then fix it. There's no reason for me to keep holding this, you know, cloud over my head or agonize, you know, the time over my head, agonize about it, just accept it change it and then move on, you know, start a plan. But, um, I think too, like, I, I think that's what, in relation to social media, I think that's what I like podcasts so much is because whatever you need, you can find, right. So in social media, like on Instagram, you can find so many messages just coming at you at once, but with podcasts, if you're needing motivation, you can seek out. If you're needing help with therapy. You can seep that out, you know? And so I do a lot of podcast listening. Um, there's some amazing, amazing people in the podcast world. So I, you know, I, I listen to podcasts, I give myself time and then you just kind of got to let go of that pressure. I couldn't agree more. I, I love this message. Obviously I've taken so many notes. I, I feel like our listeners will get a lot of really you know, digestible, uh, you know, forward momentum for themselves when they're going through these kind of seasons or phases of life, this, you know, knowing yourself and it's, it kind of takes this idea of self-love to a more tangible level. Like, 
okay, let me know myself before I go um, taking like self-love actions, because I think it's just, it's just the first step in, in knowing your own strength and capabilities and, um, you know, set timelines or goals. Regan, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Again, you and I could go on and on like this for hours. Please tell our listeners where they can find you and see some of your incredible work. Oh gosh. Um, thank you for having me. You can find me at, uh, Reagan photography.com. Instagram is at Reagan Frazier photography. And, um, yeah, I think I'm on TikTok as Reagan Frazier photos, but Perfect. again, you know, you can mostly find me on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you, Regan, again, for being on the show. We will have to have you back to continue our several topics of conversation. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Was that not the most amazing conversation? I am so glad that you tuned in today and cannot wait to hear what you thought. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Hustle VS Flow to share your biggest takeaways, get inspired, and even submit requests for new episodes. By now, you're probably super motivated to make your own dreams a reality. Check out my brand, The Mind Hustle. I'm so passionate about helping you achieve big results without that big time commitment that I wrote a book and created daily guidance cards to help you manifest your best in only five minutes a day. Click the link in the show notes below to shop the Mind Hustle journal and Mind Hustle card deck today. Until next time, I'm Rachel Thomas with the Hustle vs. Flow podcast.